do, 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 do. Just kidding. <laughs> so, um, hello everyone. There is no uh, no theme song today. Um, thank you for your patience. I have missed making these podcasts for you. You'll notice there's a. I don't even remember the last one that came out. Um, you know, some advice that I have often given people when they're about to, oh, you know, start a blog or something like that, or, or a newsletter, especially if there was a gap, you know, there was a gap where they weren't recording or weren't writing. And usually that first, that first newsletter, that first blog post back is like full of the dog ate my homework stuff. It's full of like... <laughs> Oh my God, you all must have been wondering where I was. <laughs> and well, y- you know, <laughs> like probably not. Like, like I say that and I also know that kind of sounds like, well, honey, your blog is irrelevant. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is we have, s- I mean, you know this, how many blogs out there are you looking at? How many podcasts are you listening to? How many Instagram po- like? You have a lot of content coming at you, and it's likely that you might, if you like, have a real favorite, you might notice like, oh, I haven't seen them for a bit. But it's probably rare that you're wondering where <laughs> that one person is and uh, making up some story, some bad story about, you know, that they should be writing more frequently. I mean, that's not happening. So we don't need to come back in with the big story. That's it. So I've given that advice many times. I'm like, you know what? If you really need to say like, oh my God, and give the laundry list of all the reasons why you haven't been blogging, maybe you do that and then you put that in your like journal and then you write the second post, <laughs> which is the one that's for your audience, right? Um I mean, you know, so uh, so given that I have given that information, or sorry, given that advice um, on many occasions, I'm going to completely disregard it for myself. <laughs> um, how have you been? Because my last month or so has been, you know, God, I mean, time is a construct, blah, blah, blah. It's It's been a little bit, um, there's been a lot of upheaval. Um, and I know there's upheaval, up, sorry, there's up evil for all of us in much bigger ways um, in the world. Um, my upheaval in the last month has been, there's been a lot of specifically like domestic and health upheaval. So there's been a lot of like little things, you know, getting out of sync and getting a little bit wonky. One of those things being my computer, <laughs> hence the no podcast. So, um, you know, there's been some changes in my home, I have just come out of a record-breaking streak of um, uh, really highly symptomatic days. So this is not a record I wanted to break, um, but it was uh, it was a good it was a good run without relief. And I haven't. Um, hello, new listeners. I have had a um, I had a concussion two and a half years ago. I am in the ongoing process of recovery from uh, post-concussion syndrome. So um, I've been making a lot of progress in that and keeping, I call it keeping score because I'm making a game out of healing. Highly recommend this. And um, I'm trying to beat my high scores and I kind of beat my low score. Like I created a whole new low score that I didn't even have on record. Like, <laughs> Well, 
not since I started keeping score. I've been keeping this particular score method for the past year. Um, when it was particularly really bad in the first year, first, second year, um, I wasn't really even able to keep score. So, um, so you know, it was a record low, um, relatively speaking. And um, I'm only on day three out of that. So what happens um, when, I, when I've had these ups and downs is um, uh, when, I, when I'm free from the more like troubling times or the times of turbulence, I call them dragon days. That's just a nickname I give them I, <laughs> because I've been scoring like a stoplight. I've been scoring with red, yellow, and green. Green is good. Green is go. Green is like there are, you know, in my new normal of having a really small <laughs> radius of activity in my life um, that I'm not disrupted by high management of symptoms or really intense symptoms. Yellow is the high management. Red is like, meh. So uh, when there's a lot of red and yellow, I, th- I imagine a dragon. I also imagine it like a video game dragon. So I'm battling. I'm in battle. Um, so I've conquered the dragon, but you know, um, whenever I come out of, uh, and it was a really big one, <laughs> whenever I come out of these dragon days, I, it's so funny. I get like euphoric, um, in the relief and like, it's not like I'm having, like, I don't have a ton of energy. Um, but, um, I start to feel like, okay, we did that. So, like, I get really ambitious. Like, I start thinking about a weight training pro, like, things that are like, <laughs> Like, I'm like, why don't you just try to have three good days in a row and you don't need to sign up for this weightlifting program? Like, calm down. This is how I get myself into Dragon Days. So it's, it is a lot like, I'm digressing entirely. This is a lot like, um, so um, where I live, um, when you drive by a school, so you're driving, you're doing like, I don't know what this is in, in, um, this is Canadian driving numbers. <laughs> like we're doing 60, we're doing 80 on like a regular street. And then when you go by a school, you have to slow it down. And I think it's down to like 30, which feels like when you're just driving, you're like coming off a highway and then you like got to take it down to 30. It feels really awkward. It feels like your leg on the gas. It's like, oh, like I don't even know how to go this slow. It's like it's easier to stop than it is to go 30. And often it just feels uncomfortable and controlled and like so unsatisfying and twitchy. <laughs> just coasting along. It feels like you're barely moving. Um, and by the time you, you don't even really get a chance to get used to it because then you're just like, okay, finally we can speed back up and keep moving. So I was thinking about that weird feeling you get in the car and how um, healing, probably from a lot of things, but my experience of healing in the last you know, two and a half, it's more than that now, um, years has been like coming down and having to live and going 30. But then when I have like, particularly like big dragon times, it's like going from 30 down to 15. And it's just like, oh my God. And the, you know, the world is zipping by, (laughs) maybe doing 80, maybe doing 120. (laughs) I'm like, oh my God, I was already going so slow. And now I have to go even slower. And it takes control, like this controlled endurance. Um, It's important. It's for safety. That's why those speed limits are there. I know that me slowing down like this is really important for my own safety and well-being and future rides on a highway of life. Um, It's also a wonderful scenic route. I'm, but you know, when I, when I get to these dragon days, to be honest, I'm 
annoyed. I'm like, I'm tired of going so slow. I'm like, I'm working real hard at looking at the glass half full and like, wow, you know, when you slow down, you really get to see the world in a different way. And But the people going by on the highway, they don't care. Like, <laughs> like yeah, that's great, Danette. We're going to fun places. <laughs> you can't come. And it's like, uh, so there's a lot of FOMO, human, you know, FOMO, whatever, in having to slow things down. And yes, there are gifts, but sometimes I'm just like kind of annoyed with having to keep finding gifts. You know what I mean? (laughs) What's the bright side? I'm like, oh, I just want want to go fast. (laughs) I just want to put my foot on the gas and not have to think about it all the time. Um, If you are living in a, you know, a body, having a human experience there where you're not really thinking about these things, God, enjoy the fuck out of it. Honestly, enjoy it so much. Also, yes, you know, have compassion and understand that not everybody can do what you're doing. Um, but like, oh man, just enjoy it. You know, don't get annoyed by it. I There are so many things I wish I could be annoyed by right now. <laughs> but um, anyway, that's another story. So back to my incredibly long um, introduction around, you know, my dog ate my homework or whatever. So the computer, so my computer just, whatever, it it doesn't matter. I had to take it in for service. I lost a whole bunch of things that obviously (laughs) really triggered a whole bunch of like symptom flare ups because I had things set up in a way that made things very easy and very simple and controlled. So because, you know, screens, I mean, I turn all my screens to like a red light, so I don't get that blue light. Um, And it's really more scrolling than screens themselves. Um, But, you know, figuring out and processing information is, you know, um, uh, way more challenging for me than it used to be. And so um, it was just the perfect storm of a lot of change all at once, a lot of figuring out, a lot of problems to solve. And it just was like, "Eh, too much. And everything just shut down. And it shut down for quite a while. Um, I was just shocked at how long it went on for. And I'm, and I also knew that it would end. It's so great. It's so great to like that first six months of having, um, after the concussion, I didn't have one good day, not one in over six months. And because it was such a mystery at that point, until I had my first good day, I had no idea if I'd ever have a good day because this was a new experience. And so far I hadn't had one. There was no evidence that this would end. That's where I had to go really deep into obviously loving, like self-love during any of these times, as you probably know, is incredibly challenging. And, um, and also faith, you know, I didn't, now I can say I have hope. Um, but the, at that point it was faith because, because faith is when you don't have proof of anything. And you're just choosing to be on that side of like hanging in there, hanging in for love, hanging in for uh, hope and change uh, without really having anything to base it on. That's the whole concept of faith. So for those six months, it was like a lot of faith. And then once I had my one good day, I had a little thread to hold on to, a little one. I'm like, well, if that is possible, then maybe two are possible, you know? And now I'm so grateful. I'm like long out of there. I'm still in the process. There's still a lot of management. Clearly, this most recent stretch of Dragon Days um, showed me that it's like, you know, 
all the work I've been doing has been very important because as soon as some other things came in, this is the result. This is the result of not, um, uh, I mean, like you can't always protect yourself if you, if you want to live in the world, but it's like, this is what happens, you know, um, at least in my life right now. And, um, I'm just building stamina all the time. So, um, I didn't know what to say in a podcast. I was uh, in pretty rough shape and I put all of my um, energy into the immediate things, the things at my doorstep, the things like eating and sleeping and, you know, whatever was really directly in front of my face and then deciding all the things I would drop and my beloved clients. And I, it was so funny because, you know, the, it was an incredible time. It was like an incredible time in my coaching practice. I was like, um, I've been just enjoying coaching so much. And so, you know, resting and making sure I'm so grateful that I have that. I'm so grateful that I love this work and that this work is possible while managing my health and well-being. Not all professions would be. Um, and this, um, for whatever reason, and I'm so grateful it does. Um, and it also just really reminds me of like, what's possible, you know, what's possible with support, what's possible, the change is constant. And um, when we're supporting one another, when we're creating atmospheres of love, we thrive. And um, every once in a while, I think we need to um, uh, give what we wish to receive, um, which sometimes is really difficult if we're quite depleted. But um, sometimes we just need that glimpse of hope, right? That like, oh, like if I help my friend out and I see how much that really changed their day and they were like really struggling with anxiety and, you know, I took, you know, we went for a walk or something and you see that just the, the impact of you being a good friend, right? Maybe you've done that for someone, even though you were exhausted, Um seeing the change that can happen, it's like, oh, it can happen for them. And I did that. And it can happen for me. And also maybe it would be more likely that you would ask someone for help knowing how good it felt to be the person providing support and help for another friend, right? So we all take turns. We all take turns giving, receiving. It's really important. And so here I am. So I'm like feeling a little bit better. I've been missing this space and I am very grateful that um, I've heard from so many of you what the podcast means to you, what the soft shoulder has provided. And it was my ultimate dream to do that just even for one person. You know, um, in earlier episodes, I shared, you know, when I first listened to podcasts in my life and I first found them and I was going through a... Um, an enormous breakup and loss of home. And I was just super lost and, and way out there, way, way out there in the soul searching. And it was, um, I discovered podcasts and I was able to listen to them. And it was just this lifeline. Um, listening to a kind voice, a lot of voices I didn't know, but I just, they gave me some, a little portal to some ideas, some hope, some, some positivity, some reflection and time with me and time with these ideas. So hearing from you that, you know, there's comfort here that you like to, you know, put on the soft shoulder and make some art or go for a walk or hang out with your cat 
or just do a chore or whatever. It's like, it's really means the world to me to know that impact. So I'm also going to request that if you're somebody who has been listening and it does give you some comfort, some joy, some insights, um, change your perspective, um, help you uh, feel more grounded in yourself, in trusting yourself and feeling more empowered, I would absolutely love it if you could take the time to write a review on iTunes. If you're feeling like this is a four-star, five-star podcast in your life, and you would like more people to have that experience, it would be an enormous gift. That uh, small action could take, I don't know, a handful of minutes, would have a huge impact on me and also on other people um, who might end up finding the podcast because of your review. Now, if you're listening and you're like, well, I don't know, Danette, it's kind of a two, three-star, maybe a one-star. You, you know what? There's so many other podcasts <laughs> So don't bother wasting your time um, <laughs> giving me a two-star review. I suggest taking your headphones off and just shutting my voice down right now. There's like, I, I'm not offended. You also don't need to tell me you're doing it. Just go. <laughs> just go. Life's too short for two-star podcasts. Um, so anyways, thank you so much. It really means a great deal to me. Um. I also want to point out that, you know, I'm sitting here with my phone in the basement. I brought down my laptop and I was like, okay, I'm going to record. And then I'm like, where's GarageBand? Like my computer's just like, I don't even, it's like, I don't even know her anymore. <laughs> but I started downloading it. It's going to take a hell of a long time. I have energy in this moment and I got to seize the moments while I have them. Um, so, so I'm like, well, you don't care about the theme music. Um, it's more important for me to reach out because I've heard from many people, from friends, um, friends on the internet, friends I know, um, that there's this feeling in the air and maybe you can relate to it. So I'm, I'm just wanted, I thought it would be important to speak to this. There's a feeling coming into this month um, of grief, of pain, of dread, of like, uh, a real fatigue, a real kind of sense of doom and gloom. Obviously, we can look at the world and point, pinpoint all kinds of reasons why. Um, but the thing is, we've been going through this for a while. Um, I know also we're tired. Like I've, I've read things about, you know, human beings and our ability to like have a surge of hope. And then at some point we run out of steam. Um, you know, we're only capable of so much and there are time limits on you know, how much enthusiasm we can have about quarantining and about all the stuff. Um, and so, you know, we're preparing in, in um, not all of my listeners are in this hemisphere, but um, many of you are preparing for winter. And, um, and maybe it's preparing for that too. You know, I saw, um, you know, for any one of you who is like, you know, like so many of us, requiring a lot of management for your mental health, that you had that in your life before the pandemic, um, that then there was this like different kind of stress and anxiety from the pandemic. And now we're moving into a season uh, in this hemisphere where it's like winter and the light is dimming. And that's a whole other kind of challenge for so many of us who feel um, that the the gifts of sunlight and longer days really help support 
our sense of hope and imagination and, and well-being. So um, I would describe it as like, I feel like there's this kind of like mystical cloud of like preemptive grief and fear that's just kind of coming over like a blanket. Like we can all kind of sense it somehow energetically. Anyway, I'm speaking to this. Maybe this isn't for everyone, but I'm hearing quite a lot of this, this thing that's hard to put into words. And um, so I wanted to just make this particular episode, um, like, obviously, (laughs) obviously, I didn't write a script for it. (laughs) Um, And I hardly ever do at all. Usually, I just have notes. I find that easier. Um, But um, so we're heading into this season, right? And so how, what do you need moving in to this season? If you're someone who's feeling this like sense of dread. So the reason why I share this is not to bring everybody down. It's like, I want you to know that you're not alone in that. And that it's also like natural, for lack of a better word, um, that, you know, humans have a certain amount of tolerance and a certain amount of endurance. And so it's just, it's understandable, right? Um, You're probably being bombarded with tips and tricks and all that. And I even had like a list of like, I should do a podcast of ideas. I'm like, God, the last thing you need is ideas. Tonight, I need a list of other kinds of soups I can make and, you know, activist actions I can take and whatever. It's like meditations. Like there's so much out there. So in this episode, um, which is already like 20 minutes in, <laughs> I'm about to start it now. I need to... <laughs> uh, um, I just want to invite you to listen, right? That there's... To, to acknowledge that there's a lot of things going on out there, that you're getting bombarded with a lot of um, ideas, content, blah, blah, blah. And one thing I can share from my experience in healing in the last two and a half years is I have had to cut out a lot of the noise. And what's been, you know, one of the many things that's been challenging about that is that a lot of the noise is beautiful and a lot of the noise is important. And a lot of the noise are things I care about, people I care about, causes I care about, um, things that bring me huge joy. But the thing is, is that when your capacity has become smaller and requires more care and rest, you just can't take anything in. And it's it's not about, it's not a judgment of the content itself, right? I've unsubscribed from a lot of newsletters and... um, things that I really loved, because I didn't have the capacity to read any of them. So I wasn't actually getting the nourishment, if we're thinking about it, like food nourishment. You know, I'm, I'm, I've got like, it's like my plate is empty, my inbox, it's not really empty, my plate is empty. And every day I get this serving of this wonderful nourishing things that I, ch- I opted in for. I was like, yes, I said yes to all these delicious ideas, all these delicious creators. But if I can't have a bite, if I like just don't have room for this and the whole plate's going to get filled up again tomorrow, then basically what, I've, what I'm doing is I, have, I am just cleaning every day. I'm like, here's it on the plate. Now I got to dump the plate and find a place to put this. Now I'm like, okay, delete, 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 whatever. So it's like this was just more stuff I needed to make as much room as possible 
And it's sometimes really difficult to make those decisions to cut out things you love. So I want to invite you to think about what you can take off your plate, what you can take out of your inbox, what you can take out of your mind, you know, and sometimes a nice way to do this, something that really worked for me last year. So last year, um, I also had a big run of dragon days, not quite like this one, but (laughs) there was a lot of them. And um, enough for me to pause and say, okay, how am I going to get this down? How am I going to increase the green days and decrease the dragon days? And I just knew as painful as it was that I had to do even less, that I had to drive from 30 to like 20 to fit whatever. And that I would have to just keep lowering my speed until I saw those green days approaching. I didn't want that to be true, dear listener. I didn't want it to be true. I was really resentful. But regardless of what I want, that's just what I had. Like there are just some things we don't have control over. We can't hustle through that. And I've noticed too my, oh my gosh, my the programming that I have been immersed in, like many of you, about getting things done, about being productive, about that being attached to my worth, about people, uh, you know, what if people forget about me? If I don't produce anything, what if I don't show up? Are people going to notice this feeling like um, you might be disappearing? You know, Um, those are all very real things. When we take a time out, when we stop going to parties, when we stop, you know, we, you know, we leave a group that we really like, you know, like some kind of accountability group or fitness group or knitting group or whatever. And we'd like, I just don't have time for this. You know, when we lose community and we lose circles, um, I know that that is very difficult. It's really brave. It really is because you're challenging yourself to be like, okay, and so, and then what? If this fear is real, that if I stop posting or if I stop going to my knitting group, that like people won't be interested or people aren't going to be there for me, then it's revealing something really uncomfortable. Um but also <laughs> it's the truth that, you know, yeah, maybe there's just one person from, I don't know why I'm saying knitting group. I don't even know what that is. But like if there was one person that might be like, hey, and like reach out to you and think about you, not just because you happen to be sitting there and beside them in this, you know, weekly event or whatever. Um, it's just a different kind of, um, a different kind of relationship, you know. Um, community gives us so much. And I also know, um, you know, we only have so much capacity to care about. I forget what the number is. I think it's like 150, um, where human beings just don't have the capacity to care about infinite amount of individuals, which is why there's this added stress of all of the amazing ways that we are informed uh, and we can connect all around the world and know what's happening. There's something about that that, I don't know, like for me, I'm just like, wow, it's so important to know these things. And if I was this, you know, person, I would want people to know. And um, also, though, it can contribute to the sense of helplessness because we, we, just, we just can't act effectively to help every single person we care about. And I know the soft shoulder listeners, I know you are, have big hearts 
I know you care so much and I know you wish you had the capacity to do more. Just like I wished I could go 80 on the the, uh, 80 or 100 instead of driving 30 or 15 kilometers an hour. It's like um, you can wish all you want, but um, that's what's true, right? So um, considering all of these things, and heading into this season, and if you're feeling this sense of, oh man, I, I just want to, I'm tired and I just want to slow down, I want to invite you, knowing how hard it is, to really do that. What if you, so last year, sorry, <laughs> I'm not sorry. I, <laughs> I started by saying last year I had this run of hard times. And what I did was I asked myself, what do I really need? And I realized it was that I had to slow down even more. So picking up from there, I basically took, I took everything off my plate. I unsubscribed from a whole bunch of stuff, but also even my personal goals, like things I was so passionate about and determined by um, programs, you know, self-care things, self-care practices, groups, coaching, whatever. Um, I took them all off because with those things are maintenance, with those things are phone calls, with those things are a sense of obligation, and I just needed the day to be as empty as it possibly could, um, knowing, too, I'm in a really fortunate position to um, be able to make those choices. Um, and so I chose one thing that was going to challenge me, and I decided to take a pottery class. There was a pottery studio um, like within walking distance of my front door. If it had been any further, <laughs> I would not have signed up. And uh, I knew it would be a challenge because it was going to be learning. It was going to be interacting with people. I figured it would be quiet. I don't know. I didn't know, but I gave it a chance. And I was like, this is my th- my therapy. Once a week, I'm going to do this. And I'm not putting anything else on the calendar. Um, and I thought about it for like a semester. I think it was around the end of September that I had this realization maybe mid-October, and I signed up for it. um, And I basically was like, this is it for the rest of the year. I just took everything off my plate. And do you know what? In November, December of last year, I broke a record for the longest stretch of good days, of green days in a row. That record was 11. It blew past previous records, I think were like seven maybe, or six. Like it was... Like, I think once I got past day six, I was like, woohoo, I'm, I'm a winner. <laughs> and then it just kept going. And I'm like, this is not a coincidence. I slowed down to that uncomfortable pace and I could see, not immediately, but there was definitely a shift. And, um, and I want to invite you to give yourself permission in whatever area of your life, in whatever way you can. So if, if, you know, if you're a parent and you can't obviously just <laughs> take your kid off your plate, um, there's a lot of things that you might not be able to. So what if you thought of their plate as your mind? What if you gave yourself permission to not think about certain things for the next, oh, I don't know, for the next, the rest of 2020, or even for like two months, three months? I guess that's the same. <laughs> what day is it? Doesn't matter. Time is a construct. <laughs> but like that plate is really important, right? Because we're constantly thinking, responding, feeling, worrying. And what if you didn't have to have the answers? 
What is it that you're thinking about or worrying about or thinking you should be doing, a course you should be taking, a project you should be completing, a goal you should be attaining? Like, what are these things are taking up space in your mind? And so what if you took those off your plates? You know, we've, we're coming into this season. I don't know what you celebrate. Um, I grew up celebrating Christmas. And, um, you know, I know a lot of us have a lot of, you know, Thanksgivings are coming up, other kinds of things that are like family stuff. And I know these are going to be, um, I don't know what it's going to look like, Um depending on where you live and if there's another lockdown or whatever. But I think we can anticipate that usually these are, for a lot of people, these are hard times and um, challenging times. For some people, it's pure joy. And for a lot of people, it's a big old mix mash between the two of those things. Um, What if you were a lover to yourself If you are not married to yourself, imagine that you are, like me, married to yourself. And, you know, when you think of like the ways in which you wish your partner or your lover would read your mind, they can't, by the way. You have to tell them things. Your lover is not a mind reader. But the beautiful thing about being married to yourself is that you have access to your mind. It's like the only lover you'll have who can read your mind. (laughs) This is why self-awareness is really important, right? The more you know what you want, the more you know how you feel, the more you articulate and witness your own process. It's not about navel-gazing and getting lost in the mire of the whole thing. It's like you get to know yourself, you get to treat yourself better, you get to understand your motives, you get to understand your needs. This is fabulous. One of my favorite things about being married to myself. So you have access to this, right? So if you're thinking of this season ahead, whatever it holds for you, think you might be considering the holidays, maybe that's not relevant. You might just be thinking about the winter. You might be thinking about, um, I don't know, but take a look at the rest of 2020, what we've got left here. What are the things that are on your plate mentally? What are all those things that you're just kind of worried about? They're kind of unfinished you're like, oh, I got to figure that out. Oh, I've been so behind in this and that. Uh, whatever. I have to make decisions about this and that. Okay. And now imagine you have the best, most loving, most fabulous partner ever, because you do. And they said, hey, how about I take this off your plate? What would they be taking off your plate? What kind of permission and love? What do they know? They know you. They're like, babe, why don't you just forget about any Christmas gifts this year? Why don't you just decide right now that you're not going to go home for that holiday? Just let it be known now. Don't wait two months of driving yourself crazy when you know you're probably not going, (laughs) right? Make the decision now and save yourself the two months of stress. You know, um, think about what you would need and how you would rather spend that time. Like if you can think about, you know, you know, I picked that one thing at last year, I picked pottery and I was like, I'm going to do this. It was such a luxurious thing to do. And, um, it was really helpful. Um, is there one thing where you're like, what if I just, you know, 
darned socks and watched movies like what <laughs> what if I did? like not it doesn't have to be anything really exciting or meaningful you know other than the fact that it's just gonna feel good spending time that way that it's gonna calm your nervous system that it's just gonna be like oh this is my only job is to you know put a pile of socks in a basket on your table in front of the tv and just be like that's what i'm doing <laughs> and that's it you know um I want to just invite you to consider what that simplification would be. Um, and and I'll also really acknowledge that I know how shitty it is. Like, I know how frustrating it is to calm down and really simplify and take things off your list. I know how hard it is to say no to invitations again and again, especially ones that you want to go to. Um you know, there's what's helped me is making it like a de- making self care um, not a thing that I'm like a committed to and like a goal and like this kind of like um, not a discipline but a devotion. What if simplifying was a way of showing that I was worth simplifying for that I was worth this space, that this was enough, that I'm enough, that I don't have to produce anything, that I don't have to be some champion of these times in this pandemic. Um, What would it, yeah. So that's you. That's you caring for you, thinking about what you need. That's what I love about... um, you know, having this relationship with myself, having been married to myself for 19 years plus, is that, you know, the more I communicate with my wife, myself, the more it's just easy. It just happens. At first, it was like, oh, God, it's like intimidating and weird. Like, who is this person? Am I just making her up? Well, yeah, <laughs> of course you are. But um, but also then about moving right past that and being like, yeah, I'm making it up and it's still coming from somewhere. It's coming in a specific form for my imagination. And that's that itself is kind of the point. Um, it happens more quickly now. So what if that was the thing that you committed to for the rest of this year? The only thing to have loving and supportive conversations with yourself. What if that was your thing? What if you just decided, you know what? I'm not going to like commit to journaling, you know, five, whatever, how many days a week you want to do it. But like, just as often as I can, as often as I remember, just checking in, you can do that as a journal practice. If you, if that is what works and supports you, great. But you can also just do it by talking in the mirror. You can also just do it by talking on your phone. Um, You could also just be doing that by like recording yourself messages writing little post-it notes, or even in just in your thoughts, like, hey, asking a question and seeing what loving voice comes back, the voice that cares about your future, that cares about your well-being, that wants you to be happy and relaxed. Where like slowing down, they're like, oh, there, that's great. Like, I just want to see you relaxed. I just want to see you well. It's okay. What words would your most loving, most um, wise, kind self 
What would they say to you to comfort you when you're feeling stressed and when you're feeling this, this wave, this fear? What words of comfort and kindness would they give you? I want to share too that, you know, even after 19 plus years, um, I sometimes don't go to my wife. I sometimes still sit, you know, allow myself to just get distracted and overthrown by panic, even though she's right there, literally right here, um, all the time, just wanting to love me, just wanting to tell me it's okay to ask me how I'm doing. She's right here. And even after 19 plus years, I'll be like, no, I'm not, I don't, I can't. I don't want to receive this right now. I'm not ready to be loved right now. It still happens. I'm sharing that with you um, because um, I know when you're first kind of exploring the voice of your most beloved self, it can feel phony. It can feel strange. It can be really difficult to receive those loving messages from the inside. I know it can feel like you're faking it. And the more you feel like you're faking it, it just can spiral you, you out of this Uh, and be really uncomfortable. Like the mirror work that I sometimes uh, invite clients into, um, uh, it can be very challenging for some of us. So um, whatever's the easy way in, go with that. Um, And I want you to know that if it's challenging for you to hear and receive love from yourself, that you're not alone and you're not doing it wrong. That's how it starts. It's wonderful that you're choosing to do that. So um, thank you as always for being here. I just, I just feel, you know, I, I, when I saw like GarageBand was not saved and all this nonsense was happening with like, I have my mic out. I have all the things that I'm just like, Ugh. but I was just like, you know, the soft shoulder listeners are so wonderful and you have been just such a gift to me in the past I guess it's been, has it been two years? Two years plus since I've been doing this podcast. I really feel like I'm speaking to friends, that I'm speaking to big hearted people. Um, And um, I just really appreciate your time and your energy and your receptivity. It makes me really happy to know that people want to feel the way I aim to make you feel when I make one of these episodes, because that gives me such hope to know that there are people out there who want to feel loved by themselves, who want to be calm and grounded, who want to feel hope, who want to think more creatively, to be more artist-like in how they love in the world and how they create in the world in their own, you know, their own little spheres of, of, of circles of people and, um, and, it gives me hope because I know that every grain of sand is what makes the castle, you know? Um, so it's all exactly um, when you're when you're doing that through yourself and through the people you can reach, that's what you can actually do. <laughs> and so um, the more grains of sand coming together to build a castle that's really beautiful, that's really hopeful, that wants change, that wants equality, that wants a better world... It really does start with you. So thank you for giving me hope. And thank you, as always, to Alison Tarr at techcoven.com. 
Um, if there was ever a tower year, this is, this is what we're having. Um, treat yourself to a tarot reading because why not <laughs> focus in on yourself and allow for a little bit of mystery and magic and messaging. I know a lot of you are getting messages that are fun and mysterious. The more you listen for those messages, the more they seem to appear. Do you notice that? I sure do. And I think that tarot is one of those especially fun places uh, to connect the dots and see, especially when it's coming from someone as loving and skilled as Allison um, uh, and not from, you know, inside the house. I read my own tarot cards as well. Um, But there's something really wonderful about being seen in this kind of uh, magically feeling way. So, um, techcoven.com, look at Tech Coven videos on YouTube as well. And um, in the meantime, be well. Um, Hopefully the next episode will be some theme music. In the meantime, you are someone worth loving and it all starts with you. Take good care and we'll talk to you soon.